The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Praise God. We are kicking off a new series this, um, from today, um, this month of September. We're going to be talking about prosperity. And the Bible lets us know that is God's will for us. Um, I don't want to dwell too much on that. I think everybody, particularly people that have been coming to church for a reasonable period of time, you're already established in that truth. What we're going to be now talking about is how we can walk in the reality of it, the things we need to understand and the things we need to do to fully experience prosperity in every area and every aspect of our lives. And we are titling or theming this series, Success Protocols. Glory be to God. And what we really want to discuss are secrets, divine secrets, spiritual truths that we need to know. Um, church is not an MBA class or a business school. We are not going to be teaching you how you can invest 100,000 naira and multiply to 300,000 naira per se. Although the principles we are teaching you, if you apply them and leave them, when you invest your 100,000 naira or do your business, you will experience profit and success in the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. Praise God. So we're going to be talking about secrets of true and lasting success. Um, Not everything that looks like success is success. Hallelujah. Um, the word protocol, and I decided to put that in the theme for this teaching, is a word we've all come to be familiar with, even if we are not using it before um, in your day-to-day language. Um, no thanks to coronavirus. Praise God. And we've all been educated in recent months about um, safety protocols that can curtail the spread of this deadly virus. Simple things that if you do them... Um, the virus will not be able to spread like it would like to spread. I'm sure we're all familiar with the three W's of washing your hands. Um, We'll still talk about that briefly. Um, Wearing your mask. So the first W is to wash. The second W is to wear. And the third one is to watch. Watch your distance. Safe um, distance. and, And we can say we are practicing all that. And the countries and the cities that have adhered to these protocols, these are just the three basic ones, Um, the success on how they've handled the virus is clear from the countries that decided to ignore them. Because it has been more catastrophic for those that decided to ignore them for one reason or the other. Praise God. In a sense, that's how success is in life. And I'm talking about spiritual success and prosperity. There are certain spiritual protocols, if you are aware of and you adhere to them, you are guaranteed to succeed from God. The problem many times is some people are not aware of these things. And then there are some that are aware of it but do not adhere to them. It's an interesting parallel with what's happening with COVID-19. A lot of, I noticed this, a lot of the Asian countries that this kind of viruses happen per se. Wearing masks is normal for them. Their people didn't have to struggle. They've been wearing masks forever because they've always had airborne viruses like this. The moment they heard about ah, another outbreak aside in China, they just quickly jacked up these protocols. Taiwan was one of those countries. 
I think they said less than 200 or, or so people have died in that country. They, and they are just right next door to China because they know what works. And they were willing to practice it. If you want prosperity, the real prosperity that comes from God, find out from God what works and be willing to do it. Just adhere to the protocols. Praise God. And you will see the difference. Joshua 1.8, I will kick off with that text this morning. God was alluding to that when he was speaking to Joshua. If you are familiar with Joshua chapter 1, God called Joshua, Moses has died. Let's move on. I want you to succeed. I want to take these people into their promised land. I don't want you to continue to wander in the wilderness. And God told him several things. Look at verse 8 particularly. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. God was giving him a protocol. What do I mean by protocol? A code. A pattern of behavior under certain circumstances towards achieving a specific goal. That's what we are talking about when we say protocol here. The meaning of protocol we are adopting. This book of the law must not depart out of your mouth. But you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then you, and I want to emphasize that you, you, a lot of your success depends on you. A lot. God's will, yes, God wants you to succeed, but a lot depends on you. You will make your way prosperous. Can someone shout where they are this morning? I am making my way prosperous. And then you, emphasizing you again, will have good success. Hallelujah. So I want to put it out to everyone listening to me today. You can succeed in any and every area of your life. Financially, you can succeed. Maritally, you can succeed. Concerning your health, you can succeed. Raising your children, you can succeed. Any and every area of your life. It doesn't matter how tough things may be right now or how difficult they've been. Anyone and everyone that can learn and adhere to these protocols that we're going to be discussing, and I'm going to keep it very simple. I like to keep my teaching simple. These things are not complicated. You can succeed. God guarantees success. Hallelujah. Let me talk briefly about what success is not before we begin to go in to the main things I want to share with us in this series. Let's, let's define what success is not because this is a big part of teaching prosperity and success, um, wealth and riches. Um, we tend to measure success against the backdrop of some of the things I'm going to talk about this morning. And it's not like we're entirely wrong it's just that we are not really accurate when you measure success with these things. The simple truth is, I'm going to list five things for us this morning. These things are not the um, real and accurate measure of success. Number one on the list is wealth. Please, if you can put it up on the screen for me. Wealth, money, possessions, um, or the things that bring wealth, money, and possessions, like a career or a job, or a thriving business. Um, and in, in the way we, we discuss, even from Bible as well, it, it may paint a picture that that is what success is. But the truth is that's not a real measure of success, even though it can be part of it, but that's not it. If that was the case, then Jesus was not a successful person. Jesus did not amass wealth. He didn't amass land and building. 
Probably because he was just going to be with us for 33 and a half years. But not just Jesus, there are other people that they amass wealth. And the Bible points them to us as people that live successfully. Another measure we have is knowledge. We are talking about children going to school now. Education and academic qualifications and certifications. Which parent here doesn't want their child to um, graduate first class and have MBA? Raise your hand if you are that kind of parent. See, at the back of our minds, we measure success with that. If a child goes to an exam, writes the exam and passes, ah, you have succeeded. The one that didn't pass the exam, ah, he failed. It's in our vocabulary. But is it really the true measure of success? When we are talking about life success, particularly the way God sees it. A third one on my list here is fame, image. The word these days is your brand. If you have a very popular or successful brand, popularity, we tend to see people with these things as successful people. Fourth on my list here is position, title, power, a good standing in the society. Now, these things are not wrong. Please don't get me. Um, I want to be very clear about what I'm saying. And they are not bad. And there's nothing wrong with wanting them. But don't make the mistake of assuming or believing they are the true measure of success or the only measure of success. And the fifth on my list is family, posterity, fruitfulness, um, succession. We even have this phrase, success without succession is failure, a dynasty. So a, a young couple gets married and five years after they don't have any physical children or biological children, if they don't understand what I'm saying today, they may start feeling as if, ah, we have not succeeded. My marriage is a success or it's a failure. Or someone got married and one year after they now have the child, ah, this marriage is succeeding. Is that really correct? Is that really correct? These things and many other ones we can talk about, they may or they may not be visible in the life of a successful person. Jesus had no children, physically speaking. Apostle Paul had no children. At least they didn't tell us of his family or his children in church. Were there failures? Come on, talk to me, somebody. Now, I'm not saying you should not have children. I hope you know I have children. <laughs> they may be there and they may not be there. They are not the true and real measure of success. And if you are going to learn prosperity and you are going to have true life success, you need to be established in this truth so that you will not be going on a wrong road. That you have any or all of them doesn't necessarily make you a success. That somebody has a lot of money doesn't mean the person is a successful person. How do we know he's not doing um, ritual um, sacrifice to make the money? That somebody passed an exam and came out top of the class doesn't necessarily make him successful. How do we know he did not buy exam paper? No. That you have them or you don't doesn't necessarily make you a success. That you lack them does not mean you're a failure. Matthew 4, 8 and 9. Let me remind everybody very well this morning. Satan can give you all these things. Satan can give you children. He can give you money. He can give you fame. He can give them to you. That was the second temptation of Jesus. Oh, sorry, was it the, second? the last one? Again, the devil took him to an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of this world. You see, this is how the world measures success. And there is a, a, um, a, a level of truth in them. Because if you are living in this world, 
showed him the kingdom of God and their glory. And he told Jesus, all of these things, I will give you the money, I will give you the children, I will give you the fame, I will give you the power. If you will bow down and worship me. And we all know how Jesus responded. And I'm telling you, there are two people bowing down to the devil and the things of the devil to get these things now. Just because they want to succeed. These things are not the true measure of success. Now, Satan can give them. God promises us these things. And if you read scriptures, God gave them to people. God gave Abraham wealth. God gave him children. God gave Solomon knowledge and all those things. God gives them. So, it's not that God is against them. However, listen to me very carefully. It should speak volumes to us and it should speak loudly in our spirits that when Jesus came to this world, the pattern son, Abraham is not our perfect example. Solomon is not our perfect example. Jesus is our perfect example. He did not come with wealth. Jesus had just 33 years to us to, to teach us what real success is. He, it wasn't about money. It wasn't about children. It was about other things. He came in a lowly manger. That should tell us a lot. Is it that Jesus didn't want us to succeed? And it was the pattern song. The things he emphasized, those are the true things of success. Now, I'm getting somewhere. Some of you are looking as if you don't like what Pastor is saying this morning. Because we are ah, prosperity. Pastor is going to come and prophesy, receive a billion dollars. <laughs> That you have a billion dollars doesn't mean you're a successful person. Ah, some people say don't like that. Okay, let me move on. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, we should also know, to balance what I'm saying, when Jesus comes back, he's coming back in glory. He's coming back in power. He's not coming in a lowly manger on the second coming. He's coming on a glorious horse with a mighty host behind him. You should see the way when John saw him in heaven, decked in gold, his feet with bronze. God has no problem with these things. But we need to understand they are not necessarily what success is. So exactly what is success? Praise God. How do we and should we truly measure success? What are the protocols we are to follow to attain them? And I'm, I'm going to just give us one today and we'll continue next Sunday. As you go about your day-to-day hustle, I never really used to like that word. It sounds like struggle in my mind. But for the purpose of this teaching, I'm going to borrow it. As you go about your job, as you send your children to school, as you manage your business and your investment, your relationships, as you go about it, how do I measure that I am succeeding? Number one protocol, know God. Know God. Know God. Know him personally for yourself. Know God. This is how you know you are a success or you are succeeding or you are successful or you are prospering. That you know God. That you you go through Monday to Friday and you know God. God was working in those. It doesn't mean it's not the money you have in your account. That you made one million dollars last week doesn't mean you had a successful week, sir. But that you walk through that week knowing God and God knowing you. Ah, that's a successful person. 
Oh, am I talking to somebody this morning? Are you hearing what I'm saying? No God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Psalm 14, verse 1. That psalm was so important, they wrote it again to us in Psalm 53. Two psalms in the Bible, verbatim, same, same thing. It wasn't an error. They were emphasizing something. First verse, the fool says in his heart, there is no God. And he's not talking about atheism here. People that deny God doesn't exist. No, if you read the psalm, he's talking about they don't seek God's knowledge. That person that we go through is weak. All he's looking for is money. All he's looking for God, give me fruit of the womb. And not wanting to know God. You know, fool is the epitome of failure. Definition of failure. A foolish person is someone that has failed. That's where failure is. No knowledge of God. Not interested in knowing God. The number one protocol of success. The number one thing to know. This is wearing a mask. There's a failure virus all over this world. Being pushed by the devil. You don't know this one. You are exposing. You are just breathing in failure virus. When knowledge of God is your number one protocol to succeed. Joseph is our perfect example here. Genesis 39 verse 2. I want to read several verses here. Follow me. The Lord was with Joseph. He was just sold as a slave into Potiphar's house. The Lord was with Joseph and he was a successful man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian, and his master saw that the Lord was with him. He didn't see the Lord. He doesn't know the Lord. But he knew, ah, there's something different about this one. Of all my slaves, this one stands out. He saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all he did to prosper. He was a successful man. All he did, God made it to prosper. So Joseph found favor. I prophesy over someone under the sound of my voice. This week and in this season of your life, you will find favor from men everywhere. In the name of Jesus. He found favor in the sight of his master. And he served him. And then he was made overseer. You will be promoted in Jesus' name. But you see, the promotion is not the definition of success. So. The real definition of success. He was made overseer of his house and all that he had. He put under his authority. You know his story. Potiphar's life lied against him. He was thrown in prison. Verse 21, he got to prison. Look at what the Bible told us about it. But the Lord was with Joseph. Hallelujah. And showed him mercy. God will show somebody under the sound of my voice. Mercy through all your going and coming this week and in this season. In the name of Jesus. But no God. Though. You see when I said the Lord was with him. They are saying the presence of God was with him. They took everything from Joseph. They took his robe. Took his freedom. Took his dignity. But he didn't allow them to take the knowledge of God from him. Joseph knew what I'm talking about this morning. And take my money. Take my job. Take my children. The devil came and took everything Job had. Job said, though he slay me, I will still trust him. As long as he can't take my knowledge of God, all these things will come back. That's a successful man. Not the one that they threw in prison and said, ah, God has forsaken me. And you refuse to pray. Or we start abusing God from prison. See, that's a person that doesn't have knowledge of God. God was with him. And God showed him mercy. The presence of God was with him. And he, he, he walked in that knowledge and consciousness of God. And the, 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 um, he found favor again in the sight of the keeper of the prison. The keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hands all the prisoners who were in the prison. 
Whatever they did there, it was his doing. Amazing. Had nothing to do with money. He had no money. Had nothing to do with fame. He had no fame. Had nothing to do with academic qualifications. He didn't go to school. But he had God. Hallelujah. That's success. That is success. The keeper of the prison did not look to anything that was under Joseph's authority. Verse 23. Because God was with him. And whatever he did, because God was with him, he prospered. The Lord made it to prosper. Genesis 41. He was now brought to the palace when Pharaoh needed interpretation of the dream. You see, many people will say, ah, Genesis 41 um, was when Joseph broke through. And that's when Joseph started succeeding. That is wrong. The Bible told us when he started succeeding. It was when he was a slave. But he kept knowledge of God. That's when he was a successful man. It's not when the money came. It's not when the power came. It's not when the fame came. See, if you don't understand this thing, you'll be looking for money and power. And that's how some people live their life. Running around circles like the wilderness church. And never really sees through success. It wasn't Genesis 41 that Joseph became a successful man. The Bible told us when he became a successful man. When even though he was sold into slavery by his brothers, he held on to his knowledge of God. When even though COVID-19 came and wrecked his life, or his country, or his world, he held on to his knowledge of God. No children held on to his knowledge of God. No promotion held on to his knowledge of God. Eventually, these things will come. The children will come. The promotion will come. The fame will come. Like it did for Job. So I'm not saying you will not have money, you will not have power, you will not have fame. I'm telling you those things are not the true measure of success. And that you don't have them now does not mean you're a failure. Don't let any devil deceive you. And don't let any social media deceive you. Am I making sense to someone today? Let me close. How do I know God, Pastor? Number one, know God's word. That's what you should be doing as you are going about your hustle. Not hustling and you've not read your Bible. You've not confessed the confession our Father in the faith gave us for the month. You've not prayed. Know God's word. And as you know God's word, get to know God's will. So when Potiphar's wife comes to you because she, she likes you and says, sleep with me, you know that is not in the will of God for me. I, I love what Joseph told her. He said, how can I do this evil and sin against God, not your master? Joseph wasn't worried about Potiphar. See, he knew God's will. God doesn't want me to sleep with this woman. And know God's way. I mean, we can talk about those things forever. But that's where you start. Know the way God does things. The Bible told us about Moses. God revealed his ways to Moses. The children of Israel were only interested in the acts. As long as they got the healing. That's all that mattered to them. How God gives healing so that you can live for 25 years and never be sick. They, never, they were not interested to live that way. Hallelujah. So who is a successful person? Let me define what true success is for you this day. 
And in this time where everybody's looking for wealth and fame, and there's nothing wrong with those things, like I said, you won't get confused. A successful person is a person that knows God. Show me a billionaire that doesn't know God. I will not follow him. Show me a man that, as it were, has nothing, but he knows God. I will follow him. Because I know in a matter of time, they will call him to the palace to come and run the country. A successful person, protocol one, code one, is someone that knows God and lives in the light of that knowledge. You don't have to know everything about God. You can never know everything about God anyway. So success is from face to face. Is Pastor T, what do you know today, September 2020, about God? Embrace that knowledge, walk in the light of it. You know you should pray, pray. You know you should give, give. You know you should forgive those that hurt you, forgive. He knows God because he knows God's word and it takes time to know God's word. He knows God's will, he's walking in God's way and he lives in the light of that. As he's going about his day-to-day weekly hustle, he is led by the light of what he knows about God. That is a successful person. Hallelujah. Regardless of what he has or what he doesn't have. So if I'm going to check you, these six months of COVID-19 lockdown, I'm not going to rate that you have been, how successful you have been by, ah, how much money was in his account in March? He had one million. Hey, how much is there in September? Now he has 10 million. Ah, that's, this guy was, he succeeded. No, that is error. What I should check is, how much of God's knowledge did you have in your life in March that you are walking in? And how much are you walking in now in September? If it grew, then you grew, success, you are successful. If it did not grow, sir, you've not been successful for the last six months. If it went down, you've not been succeeding for the last six months. Your knowledge of God, hallelujah, and you're walking in the light of that knowledge. That's what success is. Number one, success. Number one way to measure success. True way. And I'm telling you, child of God, if like Abraham and all these people that we talk about their wealth, if you walk in your knowledge of God, the wealth will come. The children will come. The fame will come. If you need it. Jesus did not need houses. He was going to be here for just 33 and a half years. Abraham needed houses. But both of them had the knowledge of God. And they walked in the knowledge that God gave them. Praise God. Hosea 4, let me close. Did somebody get something this morning? So adjust how you are living your life. If you want success, so don't be chasing money. That thing can lead you into a ditch. And don't be depressed because you don't have certain things other people have that you call successful. Ah, they have children. After two years of marriage, hey, why is my life like this? No, you are wrong. The entire premise at which you are looking at life, that's where the problem is. That God will not give you children. God will give you children in Jesus' name. But know God and walk in the knowledge of God. Hosea 4, verse 1. Hear the word of the Lord, you children of King's Word. For the Lord brings a charge against the inhabitants of the land. There is no truth and there is no mercy. Not there is no money. Not there's no building. What God is not looking for is not truth. There's no truth. There's no mercy. There's no knowledge of God in the land. That's how God sees success. Do these people know me? Next week I will show you when God will tell people, I will do this for you so you will know me. I will do this for you so you will know me. 
the ultimate goal of God is for you to know him. There's no knowledge of God among them. And he said in verse 6, my people are destroyed because they lack knowledge. What knowledge? Knowledge of God. Keep it in context of what he's saying. This is why they are struggling. This is why there's failure. This is why they are unhappy. This is why they are depressed. This is why there is no success as it were. They lack knowledge of God. And what's he talking about? Because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you from being priests to me. God called us to be priests and kings. Because you have forgotten the law, you did not sit down to know my word. This book of the law, you should know it. Put it in your mouth, meditate on it, walk in it. Because you've not done that, as you go about your day-to-day hustle, I will also forget you and your children. That will not be our story in Jesus' name. Can I hear louder? Amen. Look at verse 7, very powerful truth. You see, when you chase money and you chase fame and you chase children or family or posterity and all those things, you will do, verse 7 will happen to you. The more they increased, oh, they increased the money. Yes, he got a promotion. The more they sinned against me. Have you seen such people before? Because they lost their compass. It was not about the knowledge of God, it was about the money. And the more the money came, the further it took them away from God. And he said, I will change their glory into shame. See all those people that rise to the top. And then they crash. That's it. They didn't make it about the knowledge of God. They made it about the money. They made it about the increase. Don't make that mistake, my brother, my sister. Rise on your feet this morning. Lift those hands to God. Begin to bless him. If you want the kind of success God gives... Talk to God this morning. God, just help me to make it, make the main thing the main thing. The main thing is you and to know you. The money is not the main thing. The clothes are not the main thing. Having a good marriage or good children is not the main thing. Having a successful job or career is not the main thing. Yes, I want those things, Lord. But Lord, I understand what true lasting success is. I'm going to make it about you. Let somebody talk to God. Those of you at home, come on, pray with us where you are. If you know... Um, I was talking about you, when I'm talking about you not using the right measure, the right matrix to define success, this is the time for you to just make an adjustment. Make it about God. Make it about the knowledge of God. Oh, come on, talk to God. I'm going to read a few more scriptures to you this morning. Talk to God. As we pray this morning, I want us to pray. And I also want to ask God, God, reveal your word to me this week. I receive grace to spend time in your word. What you told Joshua, I receive grace to make that an MO for my day-to-day living. This book of the law shall not depart from my mouth. <laughs> I will meditate on it day and night, that I may observe to do according to what is written in it. Then I will make my way prosperous. Somebody make that your heart's desire, make that your choice this morning. And I will have good success. Come on, talk to him. Ask God for knowledge. Ask God for knowledge. Ask God for grace to be a studious person. A believer that studies the world, that reads the world, that knows the world. That's, that's, that's the way, that's the path to success. Because that path will lead you to a greater, stronger, higher knowledge of God. Second Peter 1. Keep praying. Keep praying. We are believing God for knowledge this morning. 
grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God, in the knowledge of God, in the knowledge. Grace and peace is multiplied. That's how success comes. It comes in the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. According as his divine power has given to us all things. He has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. He told Timothy, God gives us these things to enjoy. But they come through the knowledge of him. Oh, hallelujah. Through the knowledge of him that called us by glory and virtue. Oh, Shandegeda Basakata. Come on, one more minute. Thank God for his knowledge. Let that be your embrace. Somebody that needs to make a shift as we step into this new week where your focus and your thirst and your hunger is now about the knowledge of God. You pursue the knowledge of God to know him so that grace and peace can be multiplied. Hallelujah. We, we are talking about restoration these four months. And restoration will be your testimony in the name of Jesus. Let's learn something powerful again from David. First Samuel 30, I quoted it last week. He had lost everything. Verse 6, the Bible says David was greatly distressed. You may be going through things that are greatly distressing you now. That is not the end. The people spoke of stoning him. It was a tough time for David. But the Bible told us David strengthened. KJV says encouraged himself in the Lord. That's what I want to encourage you to do this morning. Look at your neighbor and say encourage yourself in the Lord. Don't make it about the things that have gone wrong. Make it about God. You see David knew God. And I'm telling anyone and everyone that has lost something or is looking for something. If you make it about God, God will bring those things back. Come there and bring me, give me the effort. And he talked to God. He prayed to God. Should I pursue these people? He had that kind of relationship and revelation and knowledge of God. And he had God. Pursue them. You will recover all. And he pursued and he recovered all. Oh, hallelujah. Lift your hands where you are this morning. Say, Father, I thank you. Because I have a relationship with you. And like David prayed in 1 Samuel 30. I pray in this season of my life and I receive the wisdom, the direction from you that will help me to recover all. Come on, one quick minute. Pray that prayer. Just turn to God. <laughs> turn to God. You have a relationship with God. You are a child of God. Turn to him. Oh, Shantakaya Labrosa. I know God. He will help me. He will help me. This final four months of 2020, he will help me. This aftermath phase of King's Word, marking 30 years of the call. I love what the Bible said in Genesis 15.1. Please put that text up for us. That's the final text we're going to pray this morning. After these things, after these things, there are some things that are going to be happening in your life in this season. God told me to declare that over you again this morning. After this 30th anniversary landmark, some things that were not happening before the 30-year anniversary, they will begin to happen because of the relationship we have with God. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham saying, do not be afraid. I am your shield. <laughs> I am your exceedingly great reward. I declare that over somebody under the sound of my voice. Whether you're on site or online, this season, God will be a shield for you. God will be an exceeding great reward for you as you walk in the knowledge of him. Come on, open your mouth. Pray to him again for one more minute this morning. After these things, 
Some things that didn't happen before, they will begin to happen. They will begin to happen. They will begin to happen. Give him thanks, give him praise. Pastor Inda, you can come up, please. Give him thanks, give him praise. Somebody, give him thanks, give him praise. After these things, <laughs> in this aftermath phase, this because we crossed that 30-year milestone. Thank you, Father. As I walk in the light of the knowledge that you've given me, things begin to happen that were not happening before. And I will testify. Oh, we give you praise, Father. In the name of Jesus. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 0000640.